In our journey to Jerusalem through Lent, today we take a moment to pause, spending time in celebration and love of our Lord Jesus. We are six days out from the celebration of Passover, and Jesus is in Bethany with his friends, Martha, Lazarus, and Mary. The celebration is a dinner in Bethany after Jesus raises Lazarus from the dead so that all could see the glory of God and all may believe that Jesus is the Messiah. We're in the time of the resurrection of Lazarus. In our Gospels, Jesus is affirmed by God as his son after his baptism and in the transfiguration. Jesus taught a new way, the new commandment, love one another as I have loved you. He performed signs or miracles such as turning water into wine. And now he has asked God to raise a man from the dead in broad daylight for all to witness. His followers are forming a deeper appreciation of him and a deeper understanding of who Jesus is the more they experience him. They believe that he is the son of man come to save them and he is a threat to the common order. But for, day, the, for today, the event is celebration. The scene is relaxed and joyous. Jesus is with friends and is happy and comfortable. The 12 presumably are with him. We know that G Judas is there, but the focus of the moment is on the brother and the two sisters. So let's take a moment to focus on these, these three siblings of Christ. We are at a banquet, a feast and celebration of the victory of life over death. The time will come in six days to celebrate the Passover, but tonight, we are celebrating resurrection and a growing gratitude and love for Jesus. Jesus has raised Lazarus from the dead and the two sisters who likely would have been much poorer both socially and economically had Lazarus died are celebrating in their own personal ways according to their own comfort. Martha is serving and not out of obligation or duty so much just because things need to be accomplished, things need to get done, but because service is her joy. That is the way she best enjoys fellowship and her time with Christ. We all know people who desire to serve while folks are gathering, and what a blessing it is to see Martha modeling that for us. And Jesus is with her. In this scene, we feel Martha is happy, not worried or harried or envious of her sister, as we have experienced before. Lazarus is at the table with Jesus along with others. Being a celebration, the conversation is happy. There's laughing and smiles, the warmth of true friendship. The Son of God, our God incarnate, enjoying the love and friendship of his friends and his disciples. Jesus, having raised his friend from the dead, having wept, continues to feel all of the emotions that we feel and enjoys his life with us as he celebrates. Unlike the wedding in Cana, he's not just attending, but is in the midst of intimates. And unlike the other people, he is healed, the widow's son in Nain and the daughter of Jairus, 
He doesn't withdraw from his disciples. He's in the midst of the one he saved, enjoying Lazarus's company at the table, nourishing their bonds of affection. The focus turns to Mary, again at the feet of our Lord. Mary so extravagantly pours out a year's labor worth of oil on his feet, then wipes the feet with her hair. The oil is likely the most valuable thing she possesses, known for healing properties and for the preparation of the body for burial. She used the pure oil of spikenard traded on the Silk Road and probably obtained from the mountains of India. It's an extravagant anointing of love and completely within her character to do so. The moment jumps out of the page at me and I, can't, and I can just imagine the scene it created. The entire party experiences the moment. The whole house is enveloped in her extravagant gift. Everyone present is involved now in Mary's act of intimacy and adoration of God. She makes the presence of Christ known to all in the house and likely the scent extended beyond the home into the surrounding neighborhood spreading the wonderful good news to others. And as if that was not adequate enough, Mary, in her own adoration, offers not only the most valuable items she owns, but then her hair, her own glory to Jesus. She uses her glory to bathe the feet of our Lord. Mary, taking the role of a servant, bathing the feet of God. Mary offers herself completely to Jesus, and Jesus accepts her offering of her possessions, her will, her soul, and her body as a sacrifice of praise and an adoration of him. He understands and loves her, just as he understands and loves her brother and her sister and everyone else at the banquet. Mary enters the events of the coming week, anointing Jesus' body before his death, before death can momentarily have its own way. In her adoration, she points the way to Jesus' victory over death by anointing the living God. It is lavish love on our Lord. In this story today, we witness the praise and adoration of God, and we are present at a heavenly banquet. Today, we have a foretaste of the resurrection house of God filled with many rooms. We are at an extravagant love feast at the supper of our Lord. That is what awaits us as followers of Jesus. And at the Lord's table that we share with him, he is served and worshiped. Let us be lavish in our love of Jesus. He is our one and only Christ, through which all things were made. He's worthy of our extravagant and lavish praise. Jesus was complete in his sacrifice for us. And like Mary and Martha and Lazarus, we can offer ourselves lavishly to others through Christ. We can serve others, share our earthly treasures, spend time listening and sharing a meal, or sips of coffee or tea, depending on your taste. 
Let us all come to his banquet and give lavishly of ourselves, being fully present to our Lord. Amen.